0: everybody this week's episode of the fade route with dnz i am z and we got a great show for you new york is in the win column jimmy g is back on the field and we're debating all of the stud alabama quarterbacks that are currently in the nfl who's the best but we're gonna find out later but Here's a scenario that is not the best. One, Robert Sarver, he owns the Suns in the NBA. He owns the Mercury of the WNBA. And he announced today that he's begun the process to sell both of those teams. He is coming off of his one-year suspension announcement along with a $10 million fine that came down from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver for repeated misogynistic and racially motivated incidents over the course of his 17 years as owner of the Suns. And while part of me is like good, good riddance, like you need fewer people like Robert Sarver in positions of power... The other part of me is like, he's going to benefit, right? You sell the team, you're going to make a profit. So essentially, he's making bank off of his bad behavior. And that doesn't sit right to me. You know, direct quote from Mr. Sarver from his statement today. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the Commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible. That whatever good I have done, or could still do, is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. Really? It's atonement. You don't want to be a distraction. Or do you really see the dollar signs in front of your eyes, Mr. Sarver? Is that what's going on? I think it's more of the latter than the former. And it's a little false contrition, in my opinion. The minority owner of the team has already called for Sarver to sell. And it sounds like... The court of public opinion has put the necessary pressure on Mr. Sarver to allow him to come to this decision in a faster manner than he probably would have liked, but it doesn't sit right with me that he is going to profit off of his bad behavior, but that's sports nowadays. And here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes, flight crew through and through the last QB. In St. John's history, what's up, D? How's it going, man?
1: Hey, you know, in, in, I hear what you're saying, um, but I think I think the bigger loss here is that he's no longer going to have two professional sports franchises. And let's be real in in his echelon of the amount of money he has. You know, he didn't opt for the yachts. He didn't yacht he didn't opt for the, the houses. He opted for a professional team. Mm. So amongst his, you know, business associates, amongst his friends, he's the guy without the team. You know, and, and you're right, he's gonna benefit lucratively. I hear that uh Bob Iger and Jeff Bezos are already interested in getting the Suns. and they're gonna pay him. Top dollar for an Arizona team. I mean, yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Um, You know, this guy's got three kids. This guy's married. You would just hope that he realizes at some point he can't he can't talk like that and he can't treat people that way. And I don't think he's gonna look at it as okay. Yeah, I sold the team and I made X amount of dollars. I think he's gonna be really frustrated and pissed off that he's he's got to give up something that you know. He enjoys. He didn't win a championship. You know, he didn't. He's not going to be going to games. He's not going to be. He's not going to be in that arena anymore. Um, but even bigger deal is, I think, you know, people are throwing shade at Adam Silver for him not, you know, getting involved more than he did. But we've spoke on this show a bunch of times on how the NBA is run by the players. And, you know, the players put pressure on the owners. The owners put pressure on each other. And they got this deal done. And they got this done. Yeah, it's a parachute for Adam Silver, sure. But, you know, I think it's a good step in the right direction saying this behavior is not going to be tolerated moving forward. So if you have this kind of behavior, it's going to come out. People are going to find out about it. You're not going to be welcome here
0: anymore. Well... It just creates, in my mind, it also creates a new controversy, right? Because Sarver's not going to be around anymore. Now it's going to be the specter of, oh, who's going to buy the team? Like, that's going to be an overarching theme that's going to, like, cast a cloud over the Suns. And will kind of, I mean, I don't expect the Suns to underperform this year. That team is still very good. It's still very loaded, and they will make noise in the Western Conference. But if they were to take a hypothetical slide, they have a built-in out. They have a built-in excuse. We have this cloud, or we're not knowing who what's going to happen with our ownership, and what you know. Sure. And yeah, that's something that's going to hang over this season. It's going to cast a pall over this season, and you know. Chris Paul's a pro, like, at this point, you know, like, you don't get to be, you know, the head of the players' union without being a pro and understanding the business side of it. But you still got some young guys on this team who it may affect, you know, you have Booker, you have Ayton, you have guys that aren't as settled as Chris Paul, and they might hear these things, and it might affect their play. And. We just have to see where this goes jeff bezos is very interesting like that i mean he's a billionaire like jeff bezos is a legit billionaire so it makes you wonder how he would treat this kind of project you know is this really a passion project for him or is this something is this like a new toy is this something that you know he'll hold on to for a few years and then lose interest in or Will it just kind of like fall to the wayside eventually, like kind of like the Washington Post is just like there. you know, it's not it's not as big as Amazon. It's you know, he's moved on to the rocket, the penis shaped rocket. So you know, is this gonna be a flash in the pan in terms of interest for him or is this something where he's gonna have staying power?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me these guys nowadays, it's just a way for them to spend money. It's a way for them to spend money, invest their funds, make some money on it. I mean look at what look at the empires that like Jerry Jones has built. Look at the empires that you know the the Angels owner has Artie Marino has done. Look at what the guy from the Rams, Gronky. Holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, that's what this is. It's You know, most of these guys that are in it now, they're in it for the long haul. They're not looking to leave anytime soon. They're just going to keep making money and making money. Sports is a big business.
0: Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more. Check out their website sweetlifebrowniecode.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at Life Brownie underscore Co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SuiteLifeBrownieCo.com 845-641-3043 Suite Life Brownie Co Because there's always room for a brownie.
1: But Sarver was definitely a national story. But listen, we are a New York-based podcast. And man, the New York team showed up this weekend for the first time in, I think, 13 years. The Jets, Giants, Mets, and Yankees all won on Sunday. And, you know, the Giants beat the Panthers 19-16 to start the season 2-0 while the Jets came back from two scores down with two minutes left in the game to beat the Browns in Cleveland, which win was more important?
0: Important Important is an interesting word. I'm gonna go with what impressed me, and then I'll work backward. The Giants holding on to this lead. Right. Graham Ganot special teams player of the week. Congratulations, Graham. Nice job. Keep it up. Best, player, best offensive player on the team, not named Saquon Bar. So, the Giants, without Leonard Williams, without Aziz Ojalari, without Kayvon Thibodeau, were able to stifle Christian McCaffrey. Right, 128 all-purpose yards. How many touchdowns? Zero. Zero. Settle. So, a mixed bag if you guys listen to the red light, green light. And, frankly, you should. It's good stuff. But, you keep a guy like McCaffrey out of the end zone, I'd say you have a pretty good day. Daniel Jones didn't embarrass himself. 22 <laughs> of 34. 176 yards. A touchdown, right? Respectable numbers. Kind of like in the Geno Smith. Vane. Saquon, not as good of a game, a little bit of a slide, but Carolina played tough. Carolina played hard. 72 total yards for Saquon. And a good all-around team win. They contained McCaffrey. They contained Baker Mayfield. And all in all, as a Giant fan, like, I am happy. I am very pleased with what I see. For the first time, I turn to my girl. And I said, "This is giant football. For the first time in six years, this is New York Giant football. It looks like New York Giant football. It feels like New York Giant football. Like that's great. That that makes me super confident in Coach Dayball. It makes me super confident in this defense with Wink Martindale. Like I think, like I think that they." really can make hay while the sun is shining. Yes, the Cowboys won with Cooper Rush last week. Is that sustainable? I don't think so. So they could they could be in this mix and this NFC East can be better than we thought it was. Speaking on the Jets. Now, a lot of this is on the Browns. Like Flacco had a really good game, right? E- even without the chicanery at the end. four touchdowns. Brees Hall looked good. But it all comes down to the end. Two minute warning. Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, what are you doing? The the Jets have no timeouts left.
1: He's got himself on his fantasy
0: team. Oh, is that what it is? That could be it. That could very well be it. But you are in position to ice this game, gain the 10. Gain the first down and take a knee. Give it up. Instead, you Bradshaw, you Ahmad Bradshaw into the end zone. At least, Actually, no. Ahmad Bradshaw was trying to stop himself. And he fell ass backwards into the end zone. You legitimately ran into the end zone. And gave the Jets plenty of time and plenty of opportunity. Now, the Jets seized the moment, right? Touchdown. Onside kick. Jets did it. Congratulations. I don't know about these receipts that you were talking about because I, I don't think you've, I don't think you've cashed all of those in yet. But for me, the Jets hung around, and the Browns gave it to them on a the silver platter, and the Jets took it.
1: So, question for you is. After Flacco played so well yesterday or on Sunday, is he the starter when Zach Wilson is ready to play?
0: Well, when is Zach Wilson ready to play? If it's this if it's this Sunday, no. If it's next let's say day,
1: so, let's say let's give say me a number. Jets Jets are three and one. Okay. Heading into the game five, Zach Wilson's at ninety percent.
0: Get nice and healed up. Get nice and healed up, Zach. You're good. You are good. Let Flacco take it until he falters. Now, with Joe Flacco, that could be this weekend.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, here's here's what I'm gonna say. I think I think yeah. Me personally, I think the Giants two zero start is is grand, right? It's especially. Uh, impressive because now you, know, you have the Dak injury in Dallas the giants have a chance right now to go 3 and 0 early the offense looks good you know barkley barkley looks like he's back defensively they're sharp they're stopping people big win for the giants as far as the jets are concerned I mean, <sighs> maybe it's a big win for sala cuz he was talking so much the week before but at the end of the day they still gave up almost 200 yards rushing man <laughs> And, huh? they get, and and this is supposed to be a defensive team Jacoby per had over 40 yards rushing he's the damn quarterback um uh so you know i don't i'm not buying too much into what the jets have going on and and, and like i said like you said if Nick Chubb's not on his fantasy team Nick, Nick Chubb sits down and the game's over so they were giving you life you know they they're in a they're in a vision that's very challenging. I'd be interested to see where this goes. You know, it's it's hard. You know, you see what just happened to Trey Lance, which we're going to talk about later on in the next segment. But, you know, you bring, you bring Wilson back when he's less than 90% or less than 100%. Flacco's playing good. I mean, I mean, they finally are leaving the other kid on the field. What's his name? Uh, Garrett Wilson, 102 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. Thanks, coach. Leave him in the freaking game. We did draft him 10 overall. He should be playing blown coverage on the Corey Davis touchdown. Mm -hmm. They beat the Browns. You're
0: supposed to beat the Browns, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, you're supposed to beat the Browns with Jacoby Pasek, but this team had Super Bowl aspirations.
1: They do. They do. But they're also waiting for, you know, (laughs) waiting for their their star player to come back. The The Browns should have won this game. The Browns lost this game. Let's put it that way. But in the Browns losing this game... Joe Flacco played good. The offense played good. The defense couldn't stop anybody. And that's supposed to be what these guys were brought in here for. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. You know, sticking to football, I alluded to it a few minutes ago, the 49ers, man, are dealing with a situation, Trey Lance, done for the season, now, the quarterback broke his leg in the game against the Seahawks on Sunday, and Jimmy G came in, won the game for the 49ers, to the love of all his teammates. My question for you, Z is what did the injury and the win mean for the future of Trey Lance?
0: It just delayed the inevitable. It delayed the inevitable. So they want tell- so you're they telling want me- him to have this team. They do. So,
1: I know, I know. They're they're trying extremely hard to jam a triangle into a circle hole. But you're telling me that if this man if this man gets to the Super Bowl with this team, win or lose He's still out of a job next year?
0: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. They are that determined to prove they're right about Trey Lance. But the good thing for them is that with Jimmy Garoppolo now on the field, they may have just won their division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know what they're capable of, right? Uh huh. I mean, they've gone to the conference championship game. They've gone to the Super Bowl. We know Jimmy's a winner. Jimmy came in and won the game. That's what Jimmy does. Jimmy wins. Jimmy wins when he plays. He's, he doesn't stay healthy, but he wins when he plays. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think John Lynch and Shanahan need to look at each other and say, man, what are we doing? I mean, this maybe this experiment should be over. Um, Jimmy G has the locker room, and... You know, like I just spoke about he, he he can win. He gets them to the Super Bowl, he gets them to the conference championship. I mean, if they get to the Super Bowl again and maybe even win it, I, I just can't see them turn their eyes on this guy. You know, now granted, Trey Lance, we haven't really gotten to see him. You know, the Chicago game he played was awful and he, he just had a handful of snaps last week and he got hurt. You know, you you're telling me that this offseason, they're gonna be feeling comfortable. Letting Jimmy G. out, walk out the door, and have Tree Lance coming back from a foot injury—really? They're not going to draft somebody. They're not going to have somebody in the in the wings waiting. I truly believe that?
0: I do. I really do. Because they're dug in with this. There's a reason why they went up to get him. There is. Like they but did. Could, they they could go move. up to
1: get him, though. Did they? It's a, sure? it's a Are reach.
0: It's a reach. North Dakota State? Are we sure they
1: didn't want Zach Wilson? Are we sure? That would be even worse!
0: (laughs) That (laughs) would be even worse! (laughs) It's good. So, like, come on. Like, if anything, like, a more comparable player to Jimmy G would be Mac Jones. Right? In terms of arm talent, in terms of Mm -hmm. pocket presence, I would say that Mac Jones is more comparable to Jimmy G. They wanted something completely different. They want to be able to have a mobile quarterback, which is odd and it's ironic, considering the fact that Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Washington. Who was his quarterback? The the ever-mobile Kirk Cousins. When I think mobility, I think Kirk frickin' Cousins. (laughs) And then he went to Atlanta. And who was his mobile quarterback down there? Matt Ryan!
1: Matt Ryan.
0: Matty Ice!
1: By by the way, is, is Matt Ryan done He's tough. Is he just
0: done? The Colts <laughs> are done. done, or what? The Colts are done. I, mean, I a- watched. I was just
1: watching the highlights because I didn't get the chance to watch the Atlanta game. I was watching the highlights of the game. It looked like he. It looked like Matt Ryan just throwing up punts. He, <laughs> the other team is just spare catching his interceptions. Like, dude, who who are you throwing the ball to? I mean, listen. I know that uh, your number one wide receiver is hurt. For, for for crying out loud, throw a dart. At least throw throw a dart to the DB.
0: Right, but you know, like Michael Pittman, we'll see what Michael Pittman is. I'm still not sold on Michael Pittman. Ty well, Hilton was their well, number one.
1: Well, hold on, Michael Pittman's good. He ain't great. He's, he's, is is he number one? He's a he's a number one on a running team. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're supposed to be a running team, and they're not even running. They they're not even scoring. You've got, you got allegedly the best running back in the league, and you can't score a touchdown against the Jaguars, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what the
1: hell is going on in Jacksonville? Isn't that like two straight losses for them too? Didn't they lose the final game of the season to Jacksonville? That like, they did.
0: horribly? That they did. And they threw Carson Wentz under the bus and said it was Carson Wentz's fault. And then they went and got Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan laid the exact same egg that Carson Wentz did. But if we look at, look at, we'll look at Jimmy, let's go back, let's tie this back to San Francisco. 13-21, to 21, 154 and a touch, right? That's a running team, right? Jimmy G does, they don't ask Jimmy to do much. They ask him to guide the offense, to turn around and hand the ball off. Like right? Elijah Mitchell being out is going to affect them. So Jimmy's going to have to step up a little bit because Jeff Wilson is your current quarterback. He's their starting running back. So That guy. Yeah, so you really need to make Brandon Ayuk shine. You really need to make Debo Samuel into this dual threat that Kyle Shanahan wanted to make him. You gotta make Jennings. You gotta make Ross Dwelly. These are guys that you're working with right now, and like Jimmy has more than enough talent to make that happen. He's not washed like Matt Ryan is. You know, Matt Ryan... Like, oh, jeez. They were, you know, like the whole thing about, oh, well, Julio Jones. They got rid of Julio Jones. He's rebuilding. Okay. Now he's on the Colts, right? Now there's some expectations, and the old Matt Ryan is back.
1: So 195 yards, three interceptions. Jeez.
0: Yeah, that's bad. We call those Joe jag- Burrow numbers. It's
1: the Jaguars, man. Jaguars. Yeah.
0: And you, how about Seattle? Seattle's bringing the boom back. Like, their, their, def- their defense hits and hits hard. Like, I'm impressed by their defense. Their offense, you know, eh, it's all right. You know, twenty Gino Smith, 24-30, 197 in a pick. You know, not great. Nothing to write home sounds about. Like,
1: sounds like Gino Jet numbers.
0: Yeah. They can't rush the ball. They can't run the ball worth shit. They had 36 combined yards between four, between four people. <laughs>
1: Between four
0: people. <laughs> Between four people, you know? Rashad Penny had 15 yards. He had, he had the most.
1: Oh, will Kittle help them? Will Kittle help the 49ers get on track, though? A-
0: absolutely. George Kittle is a great safety valve. you know?
1: George
0: a. He, he's, he's the guy who makes the offense go. You know, Debo Samuel is going to be, you know, he'll be the splashy player, but really, Kittle is what's gonna get you the yards. Kittle is what's going to matriculate you down the field because Jimmy G's not going deep. That's not what he does.
1: No, no, but he wins games.
0: For all the grill masters, green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area. If you're looking for personal service quality products and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf amazing. And for all you green thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic give them a call today 804-766-4223 or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights that's 804-766-4223 or swing by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks
1: We're, we're two weeks into the season now and it certainly looks like we've got a bully Buffalo bullied the Titans on Monday night, slapping them 41-7 in Buffalo, Buffalo's home opener. Diggs had three touchdown catches. Derrick Henry on the other side had 25 yards rushing. And this game was over at halftime. How good are the Bills, and who do you see giving them their first out?
0: Well, the Bills are very good because they beat the Rams, Right. I, but,
1: you're, but that's also You're giving high praise to the Rams Who if I'm not mistaken Almost lost this past weekend
0: Yes But <laughs> here's the thing with the Rams They are the Defending champions So you expect a little bit of a hangover I, I expect them to be there At the end The Titans What the hell is going on in Tennessee <laughs> You have no Passing game now you have no running game, and you have no defense. You were you were the number one seed, if I recall correctly.
1: <laughs>
0: they were. They were. I, I'm I'm not mistaken that from last no, year. You
1: not lying.
0: I'm not lying. If I'm lying, I'm flying. My feet haven't left the ground. Derrick Henry does not look anywhere near where he was last year. He got taken for a ride by the Giants. They sent him into orbit. And the Bills knocked him around, and he only got 25 yards. So, if this team is not going to have a rushing identity, another one, between four players, they got 80 yards. And two of those players were quarterbacks. (laughs) So, if you're not going to establish your identity as a rushing team, you're screwed. You're screwed. Because Traylon Burks, 47 yards on four catches. Robert Woods, 39 yards on four catches. Austin Hooper, one reception for 19 yards.
1: Good thing they got him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The only good thing about this performance from the Titans is that it was so putrid that they got to look at Malik Willis. And Willis isn't there yet. No. No. As far as how far the Bills can go, like, I got them winning the Super Bowl. So, are they going to be this good every week? No. Because they're actually going to face some stiff competition. Eventually. eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, the. Uh, I'm going to just tee this off and talk about the Titans for, for a hot second. I mean, They've got an interesting game this weekend. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure the Titans, the winless Titans, I believe, are playing the winless Raiders. So, And you know what? Early on, it looked like they were going to hang with them, right? I think it was 7-7 after the first quarter. And mm-hmm. the Titans were playing solid defense. I mean, they weren't they, they, they were stopping the run. Um, they were having trouble with digs, which makes sense. But then, you know, it's uh, 17-7 going into the half, and you're like, all right, it's fine. But then they didn't come out of the halftime. Man, they got blitzed for 24 points in the third quarter, and they made Josh Allen look like Joe Montana. Um, but, uh, listen, uh, it's, I mean, the Bills aren't going to go undefeated. Uh, we're going to talk about this later, but I, I think Miami is going to give them... A good game this weekend. I don't think I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Miami's gonna win, but I think Miami is gonna have something for them. I think they're gonna be ready. Um, I would think their first loss is gonna be in two weeks against the Ravens. Yeah, the game's in Baltimore. You gotta think that the Ravens are pissed off that they just lost to Miami, so you gotta imagine that they're not gonna come out and shit the bed. Especially this is a team that they're gonna eventually either play. Or have to be better than when it comes to when it comes to the playoff time. So that's I got the Ravens, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Ravens fan. I'm saying it because I really truly believe that they're going to give them a hard time. Um, but listen, end of the day, the Bills are serious. They look determined to score and to hit you. They also look like they're having fun. Josh, Josh, Josh is going out there this year. Josh Allen's going out there and having fun this year. Like he knows, it seems like he's figured out how to win in this league. And if you if you're the Jets and if you're the Browns, you gotta be sick to your stomach that you didn't you didn't take this guy. I mean, this guy's a leader. He's throwing dimes all over the field. Even Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore, they've got a talent, Omar Jackson, but I mean, he he's not like this this guy. I mean, this guy's a pocket passer, but he could run, he could throw darts, and he's really embraced where he's playing.
0: Well. I'll even throw in the Giants. Would I rather have Josh Allen or Saquon Barkley? I'd rather yeah. have Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because Barkley's likely gone after this year, no matter how good he does. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to re-sign him. You know, you're not gonna pay him top dollar to play for you. I mean, you especially if you do well. If you do well this year, finish middle of the road. It's like, all right. We, we're gonna move on from this. This was a this was a major mistake here. This this whole draft class was awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I do I do think they're for real. Thinking they're gonna finish with maybe three, four losses. That's what it looks like to me. But that sounds about right. They're they're legit. And the thing about it is, is like they're playing good now. I mean, who's gonna go into Buffalo and beat Buffalo in December and November when it's cold up there?
0: All right. that That's my question to you now. You have 101 yards, right? Josh Allen only accounted for 10 of those yards. 10. So if I'm looking at this, if I'm Ken Dorsey, have I finally found my running back in James Cook or this three-headed monster of Cook, Singletary, and Moss?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Cook is the guy. Um, I also like Zach Moss. Um... Devin Singletary is kind of last on my list. Um, they should pretty, in my opinion, they should evolve him into more of a goal line back. They should let James. They should let James Cook take the early downs and let Zach Moss be the receiving threat. And Singletary should just get the goal line carries. It's unbelievable how deep this team is. I mean, they played this game without one of their best receivers. I mean, one of their best receivers was out, um, and you know, Dawson Knox. Played well. Everybody played well. They 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 seem like a they seem like a good collection of talent. I think their coach overthinks things sometimes, and he is he has he gets in the way, McDermott. But I am surprised at how well Dorsey's coaching this team because I had some question marks about him. I wasn't sure if he was ready to take the reins and be the guy. But he's he's been in the league for a while, and it looks like he is. Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you, Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you.
0: Well, we're talking about the beginning of the year in football, but we're speaking of collections of talent. We had three, count them, three teams. Actually, four because the Braves did did it the other day. We have four teams that have clinched playoff spots. We have the Mets, we have the Braves, we have the Astros, and we have the Dodgers. So, of those four teams, who should teams fear the most? The champs, the champs once removed, the champs once removed before that, or the Mets?
1: (laughs) Or the Mets. Uh, You know, for me, it's been the whole season. The Dodgers are a scary team. You know, even though they don't have Walker Bueller, man... Especially with Kershaw coming back. Now Kershaw's coming back. They've got bets. They've got Freeman. Freeman stole 12 bases this year. Come on. Trey Turner. Like, if not now, then when? Because you're not going to be able to slow this team now. And they're going to get to the Grom. They're going to get to Grom. You know it. I know it. They're going to get to Grom. I could see a team like the Cardinals maybe tripping them up, uh, but the Braves and Mets—they're going to be—they're they, going to be overmatched by the Dodgers. Um, and I'll say it again—you know, I'm not—I'm a Braves fan, and I love Freddie Freeman. But listen, we had to let him go. Had to let him go. The Braves—Braves Braves are still making the playoffs. Olsen's numbers are not that far off from Freddie's. You know, it was a a positive mood financially. We're in a good situation for the next eight years. And so is Freddie Freeman. So, you know, whatever.
0: Well, you lost Albies again. You just had him two games, and now he's out with a fractured finger. But that means you get more of Vaughn Grissom. So maybe that's a good thing if you're Atlanta. But, um... The Dodgers are solid the Dodgers offense is great pitching is kind of eh, you know no Bueller like mean, Kershaw yeah you'll get him back but playoff Kershaw is a real thing man that's pretty bad Clayton Kershaw is not great in the playoffs so I, they I gotta don't know they
1: got they gotta know that by now right it's like yeah you Roberts has been there for more than a minute and he's got to be able to read it know the signs and, and be able to act accordingly if Not going their way, but even if it's not there going their way, that lineup could put up numbers, man. Their one through nine is stellar.
0: Like their their one through nine is stellar, but at the end of the day, you're also you also need to take into account that you're going to be facing better pitching in the in the playoffs. Yes, allegedly,
1: allegedly, right? Is there is come on? You tell me, is there in the National League? Is there really a, a a starting rotation? Or a bullpen that you're afraid
0: of? The New York Mets starting rotation.
1: A healthy New York Mets starting rotation. A healthy
0: rotation. New York Mets starting rotation. Yes. Starting absolutely. Rotation. Yeah. So, right. So you're looking at DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett, one, two, three. That's as good as anybody in baseball, if not the best but they, in baseball.
1: they can beat Bassett, they can beat
0: Walker. They can beat Walker. Walker's four. Walker's your four, right? Or even Carrasco. Carrasco's actually I would use him at the bullpen because he has experience coming out of the bullpen with Cleveland. So that would be me. You're getting...
1: The,
0: the Guardians, so long ago, they were a different Ian. They were a different Ian last time Carlos Carrasco was in the playoffs pitching for them out of the pen. They were a
1: different Ian. <laughs> they were a different Ian.
0: So long ago, they were a different Ian. Then they
1: but became a rollerblade team.
0: There you go. But I would put the Mets' rotation up against the Dodgers. Absolutely, I would. My question is, the bullpen in between, Adevino's going to implode. I already know that. I'm going into the, I'm going into the postseason knowing that Adam is going to shit his pants. Jolie Rodriguez is not a great lefty out of the bullpen. Seth Lugo, up and down. This is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get from the Mets. The whole thing is how do you get the ball to Edwin Diaz? If you can figure out how to get the ball to Edwin Diaz, the Mets can make a major run. They needed to get one or two bullpen arms, and they did not do it. Is Tyler McGill going to be that guy? He was a hell of a starter. If he can max out like Phil Hughes did when the Yankees won the World Series in 2009, they transitioned him from the rotation to the bullpen, and he became a. But he became a lights out setup guy. Phil Hughes was lights out in that postseason. Now, granted, he ended up staying in the bullpen. And eventually leaving to Minnesota, and then they finally realized, oh, shit, he's not a starter after all. But
1: oh, shit! You lose two pitches.
0: Ah, damn it! What the
1: and the hell? other one, and the other one doesn't break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I, I put one finger down, and you try to throw as hard as you can, cement head.
1: So hey, Phil, we looked at this. We looked at the tape. The slider, you don't have a slider.
0: <laughs> you, I hit your curveball. You want to why? Because the damn thing will not curve. Oh my God. But you know what? The offense with the Mets, like when it's rolling, it's great. But when it's not on, it's death. It, it is death. So
1: Yeah, but couldn't that be said about every team? I mean, there's not a team that you can't say like, oh, when they're on, they're on. And when they're off, it's awful. I mean, you can say that about every team. The, the, issue, the issue with the Mets is it's is really simple here. It's like you had a 10 game lead on the Braves. You blew that lead. And you haven't been able to get out of the grips of the, great, the Braves over the last six weeks. And over the last six weeks, the Braves have been terrible. They lost their left fielder. They lost their second baseman. Their their one of their starting pitchers never came back. Soroka, like, and they haven't been able to clear it. And granted, they've had injuries and issues of their own. They have sure with the oblique. They've got nemo got hurt now. But to me, the Dodgers have been strong cruise control. And, the, and, and that could be
0: a problem, though.
1: Could be, but yeah, I think you have enough guys there that are hungry, right? Like Trey Turner's, Trey Turner's one of their best players. He's hungry, you know. And then I think, and Freddie Fre- Freddie Freeman's gonna like win a batting title this year. he's been, like he's he's playing out of his mind. Mookie Betts is probably one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Like they don't, there's no chink in their armor. That's why, in my opinion the only way that they don't get to the World Series is if they get tripped up like the Cardinals. Because the Cardinals are good. I don't want to play the Cardinals. Do you want to play the Cardinals? No. I'm a Braves fan. I don't want to play the Cardinals. I want no part of the Cardinals. I don't want them in a playoff playing game. I don't want them in a four-game series. I don't I, I don't want to play the Cardinals. I don't want to see any of those guys. Goldsmith and Arenado? No. Those two guys are the top MVP vote-getters in the National League. They have Two.
0: Jordan, Two! Jordan Montgomery's become so fucking Young.
1: Yeah! Jordan Montgomery's on a mission, man. He's on a mission. Did Jack Flair and he ever even come back? I don't, I don't think, think that so. guy came back yet.
0: No. But, you know... Then they we, got
1: Carpenter. Was it, And then Carpenters just throw... Like, it's just... Oh, Waino.
0: Yeah, Wainwright. Adler. Wainwright.
1: Wainwright... For, like this is ridiculous. I don't well, want no part of that. It's no e- part of
0: it. It's an even year, so the Cardinals are have a shot. It's, no it's an even Cardinals. year, but we are we have not even mentioned the Astros. Like we're we're focused on we're hyper focused on the National League, and we haven't even mentioned the Astros or the Yankees. The Yankees still haven't clinched yet, but the Astros. How good can they be with a healthy Verlander? Because he's back. So. Is this uh, speaking of cruise control? Is is this on cruise control? Is this a fade to complete? No, the Astros are going to be there.
1: No, nah, the Astros. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's going to be like Dodgers, Astros. The da- Astros have a lot to prove because they want to prove that their championship wasn't tainted. And Jordan Alvarez, Al- 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 is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a doubt at how good the how good the American how good the Astros are in the American League. And who's going to really challenge them? I don't buy into the Yankees. And you know, everyone's making a big thing Yeah, um, Aaron Judge That's incredible what he's done But they also are a terrible team They're a terrible team They blew their huge lead That they had And the, the, you get into the playoffs And you face some real pitching Fucking the team off against the Pirates now Who are all waiting for their vacation In a month
0: <laughs> The Yankees are so friggin Out of sorts that they have a second baseman Playing left field that's all you need to know. The immortal Aaron Hicks was catcalled off the field to the chant of Joey Gallo. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how I mean, bad that's, it is in the Bronx right now, that Joey Gallo is getting positive cheers, and he's not even on the team anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nobody in now. There's outside of Judge and Stanton. I mean, out. Rizzo's Torres, and somebody, Rizzo's Rizzo's a 240 hitter. He leads off for them occasionally, which is you know, weird. Um, they finally got the the center fielder from the Cardinals to start playing, but uh, I'm not the Astros. The Astros are just they're, they're really good.
0: Looking to break into broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, or filmmaking? Then CSB is the program for you. From day one, you'll be trained hands-on by industry pros like Friend of the Show Rob Adams, whose goal is to get you trained and get you working in months, not years. CSB offers 8 and 16 week programs in small class sizes designed to give you the personalized attention you need. If you can make it in person, there are five East Coast locations. If you can't, they offer virtual classes too. How great is that? And once you graduate, you become part of the alumni network that gets you to the front of the line. Trust me, I'm going to love myself. Go to GoCSB.com today, request more info, set up a studio tour, and who knows, you may very well be on your way to a career in broadcast media. That's GoCSB.com, and tell them Z sent you. GoCSB.com.
1: Moving over to basketball. The NBA is getting rid of their one-and-done starting with the 20 2020, and 2023 season big deal little deal but no deal
0: it's a little deal I'm gonna go with that supposedly that this draft class that would be affected by the one and done rule is really good they're really talented but at the same time it's like they're 18 year old kids you know they're 18 and 19 year old kids You can't really project how good they're going to be because they still haven't grown into their body yet. You don't grow fully until the age of 25. So you have seven years to figure out these guys are actually fucking good. Now, the outliers are Kobe. The outliers are KG. The outliers are Tracy McGrady. Because for every one of them, you have a Jonathan Bender and an Andrew Bynum. So I want you folks to listen to me. I want you to remember this. Kobe was an outlier. It's not going to be that everybody turns into Kobe. If anything, this di- this further destroys college basketball because now guys are going to go to the NBA again. Now, you'll get the guys who are going to stay and develop and then they'll take the mantle. Right? But definitely impacts the star power of college basketball. This will impact the G League because you'll have a, an influx of talent. So maybe the, the Bynums and the Benders and the, the guys that aren't on that tier, on that superstar tier, maybe they'll get seasoning in lieu of college and their game will improve. But, I don't see it as a positive. And the NBA product is garbage as it is.
1: <laughs> but why do you think it's a little deal then?
0: I think it's a little deal because I don't think it's going to change anything. The product is still going to be garbage.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to get worse. I think the product yeah, is <laughs> a, a huge deal. I think it's a massive deal because it affects so many people in so many parts of basketball, right? I mean... You're gonna get more people trying to come into the league that are not ready to enter the NBA, right? Right. Then, then you're gonna have less players that are gonna be developing college, so the college game's gonna go to shit, right? Then you're gonna have more players go to the G League because they're gonna fail out of the NBA. I don't know where you're gonna get. I don't know where you're gonna pull these players. And then you're gonna have more players going to play overseas. The only thing that could possibly help. Like this is you know being able to cash in on your name image and likeness that might get some guys to stay because at least you're gonna get decent money to hang around but you're talking about like Calipari what is he gonna do I mean that's what he specializes in getting ones and duns. and Duke even moved over to that model so I don't I don't know maybe it gives Maybe it's going to open things up for college basketball, but you're going to get to less players are going to get exposed to college basketball. It's going to be more of, you know, getting getting to the pros to play. And I think this is terrible. I think it's terrible basketball. I think I think it's going to I think it's going to hurt immensely. I think it's a massive deal. I don't know what the angle is here, but whatever.
0: I think the only thing that could possibly come of this is, is an expansion of the G League to the point where it's actually <laughs> an affiliated micro uh, until, well, hear, hear me out. Where it'll be an affiliated minor league system, kind of like what you have in baseball. You'll have your A, A, AA, triple A. You'll have so many teams now that you'll have exclusive affiliates and you'll be able you'll have one per team assigned to one per team. And then you'll be able to call up and send down players as you go. So it may be a modified it may be a modification as far as that goes and they might even create another sub subdiv- another sub league like there might be so many people who go in into this that they'll be forced to create even more opportunity in a third lesser league so i can definitely see something like that happen especially if they're trying to keep players off the overseas market cuz you want to keep your talent local you absolutely want especially if they're if you can groom them, you want to keep them local and you really want to keep them stateside. So that is that's the goal. That should be the goal. College, college is going to die a grisly death anyway. So it's only a matter of time. Name, image and like, likeness rights only de- delay, the inevitable. In my inevitable. opinion, inevitable. it's in inep- it's inevitable if the NCAA is going to die like that. <laughs> it's only, you know, it's on life support as it is. There was just that little bit of hope, that little gasp with the NILs, but ultimately, like in the short term, like it's gonna be players who aren't ready for prime time. You're gonna have players who just aren't developed physically, and it's just gonna be Drek on top of Drek on top of Drek. <laughs> The choice is yours. Swipe left or swipe right. All right, boys and girls, for all you online dating fans, we have a statement. (laughs) And it's either swipe left or swipe right. Swipe left or swipe right. Number one, Tua Tunga-Vailoa is a starting quarterback in the NFL.
1: Well, to this point, his career has been up and down. But I'm going to swipe right on this. I think he plays well this weekend after coming off of his six-touchdown impressive performance against the Ravens. I think he's going to play Buffalo. Buffalo's going to Miami. And I think he's going to play well. I'm going to swipe right on him.
0: I am begrudgingly swiping right on Tua. <laughs> And
1: now he's going to play awful. (laughs)
0: Precisely. That's my point. Like, I'm not sold. I'm begrudgingly swiping right based on what I I saw him do against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if you look at his numbers, through two games, 71.1% completion, which is phenomenal, 739 yards, which is phenomenal. I believe it leads the league, and seven passing touchdowns, which is. Phenomenal. So I will give credit where credit is due. However, I need to see more. I want to see more. I want to make sure that he's doing it against higher echelon teams. He's going to get the test. This weekend is the test. He's got the Buffalo Bills. If he can do that and shred the Bills, then okay. Like he's up there. But think about it. There are 32 starting quarterbacks in this league. How many of them are actually good? 10? 11? 11 out of 32? Pretty safe. I would say it's a pretty safe bet. Can Tua be in that top 11? Probably.
1: Well, just so you know, the the top three passing leaders through two weeks of the season is Tua, Wentz, and Flacco.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what that has. now yeah.
1: entered the twilight zone.
0: Yeah, what year is it? What year is it? Unfreaking believe Carson. Well, we're just waiting on that. That's great. All those empty passing yards. That's wonderful. Good job, excellent job, Carson. Swipe left or swipe right. Number two, Jalen Hurts as the best former Alabama QB in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I mean he's up. Uh, for at least up against what two and Mac Jones. I'm swiping right on him. Um He's playing well right now. I mean, he's got a really good offensive line. That helps him. They brought over A.J. Brown, who's crushing it for them. He's making good decisions down the field. Uh, he's got precision passing, and he's, and he's running the football and not turning it over. So, yeah, I'm swiping right on Jalen Hurts.
0: I'm swiping right on Jalen Hurts as well. I think he is the best, well-rounded quarterback right now. Because for pure pocket presence, you're talking about Mac Jones. However... Mac Jones is on a team that is so confused that I, I don't know if he knows if he's coming or going. Tua, this could very well be a flash in the pan. We don't know yet. Jalen Hurts is built for success. He appears to have bettered in the pocket, 576 yards and one touchdown this year so far. He's rushing the ball, he's doing great. Now, the question is is Sirianni going to be able to maximize this for the long haul? And I think it's possible that he definitely could do that. But he is an, he's a good combination of both Matt Jones and Tua Tungvalu. So there, he is the most evolved form of all three. So Jalen Hurts scares me as a Giant fan. It's, he scares me kind of almost like Donovan McNabb used to scare me. I see a, a, there's a little bit of Donovan McNabb there, but I think he has a stronger arm. And that could be, that could spell disaster for most teams in the NFC East. Swipe left or swipe right. Number three, Matt Jones and the Patriots will threaten the Dolphins and the Bills for the best team in the AFC East.
1: Yeah, I'm swiping left on this one. I just don't see it. I haven't seen anything from the Patriots so far that would make me think they're going to threaten anyone. Like, Devontae Parker is non-existent. He has not gotten going. Hunter Henry had one target in the last game. Like, he's supposed to be the guy in the red zone. He's supposed to be, like, lighting it up. They're just not any good right now.
0: I'm swiping left on the Patriots as well. Um... What have we not said? Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, a special teams guy and a defensive coordinator, are your co-offensive coordinator. Well, actually, there aren't their co-offensive coordinators because they don't have titles. So, like, that is a little bit odd. Devontae Parker's not great. Jacoby Myers is hurt. Damian Harris is hurt. And Ramondre Stevenson is probably going to get some burn. But, uh, you know, the offensive line isn't great. Matt Jones looked... Looked like he was getting hammered. Now, against the Steelers, there was a better performance. Was a bounce-back performance, but they still only won by three. So, I'm still not sold. You know, maybe it's a little bit of rope-a-dope on Bill's part. Maybe Coach Belichick has a little something up his sleeve. But, you know, we're going to see what Miami's made of towards the end of the year. Can they still keep running the offense the way they're running this offense? Can the Bills finally establish a running game cook looks good but can he is he in it for the long haul i don't know we've been we've been trying to determine who the bill's running back is for years i think the last good one was what uh, thurman thomas <laughs> so uh, we're, we're working on it it's a work in progress and it's a work in progress for the patriots too but if they figure it out i wouldn't put it past them not one bit but as presently constituted with the mess that's going on right now, I just don't see it. Swipe left.
1: Can you take the championship from DNZ? This year, you can play our football pick on CBS Sports and compete against us in the option every week. Check the link in our Instagram bio, Made Brown Podcast, for all the details and to sign up. Then tune into the fade route every week until the Super Bowl updates and standings. Bring it on.
0: The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Alright boys and girls, you know what time it is. It is time for the alleged superstar of the week. We have a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ. You go to that poll and you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And you vote. And the winner of that poll takes home the coveted ass trophy and gets a mention on this here show. And do you know who took home the ass last week, D? They don't. One, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. That guy. Uh, That guy. At this point, I think we might want to just put his face on the trophy and call it it. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for this week, D?
1: All right, first up, I've got the Bengals O-line. 13 sacks in two weeks. (laughs) Jonah Williams, Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins. You guys are going to get Joe Barrow killed. Bengals O-Line, you are my alleged superstars of the week. Number two, Anthony Edwards. You're a young star in this league. Last week, you used anti-gay comments while describing a group of people standing on a sidewalk during a video posted on your Instagram or your social media story. You got to be smarter than that. I know you're 21 years old. But Anthony Edwards, you looked up to by a lot of kids. Can't be saying that now in this time. Anthony Edwards, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last one is Hunter Renfro.
0: You fumbled
1: twice in three plays in the Raiders' overtime loss to the Cardinals on Sunday. The second fumble was taken to the house, which ended the game. Won the Cardinals the game in overtime. Hunter Renfro, former national champ. You are my alleged superstar of the week. See what you got.
0: All good choices, man. You're tough on Hunter Renfro, man. Dude got a concussion. Insult the injury. I don't
1: give a shit. (laughs) Hold on (laughs) to the damn
0: ball. Well, speaking of shit, Dan Orlovsky for ripping. (laughs) I can't even get this story out straight. For ripping a fart on Monday Night Football. Listen closely, boys and girls. Dan Orlovsky was trying to hold in his sneeze. And when he did so, he accidentally ripped a fart. I kid you not. I can't even say it without bursting into laughter. That is the second most embarrassing thing Dan Orlovsky's ever done in a football stadium. The first was when he ran out the back of the end zone like a coward. Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> like Ken Orlovsky, wrong day to sample the Buffalo Wings. You are my alleged superstar of the week. Justin Fields, for taking on the fans after the Bears' loss against the Packers. He tried to walk it back. He said, there's this thing I said on Sunday after the game where I said the fans don't put in work. First off, I was frustrated after the game. Number one, I didn't want to talk to you guys. So it's the media's fault. I wasn't in the mood to come and talk to you guys. So, I should have done a better job of explaining what I meant by that. Dude. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Don't take on the fans. Don't take on the media. You're not going to win those battles. Ever. Ever. Justin Fields, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Nick Chubb. For Ahmad Bradshaw at the end of the Browns-Jets game given the Jets' time and opportunity to take the win, when a first down would have sealed the victory. Nick Chubb, you are my alleged superstar of the week, and I have a bonus one. Fans. That's right, fans. Specifically in Vegas and in Cleveland. Cleveland! The- Cleveland does not rock in this case. Vegas fans got caught swiping at Kyler Murray's face after the Raiders' horrific overtime loss to the Cardinals. And the Browns fans, one Brown fan in particular, chucked a bottle at owner Jimmy Haslam after their embarrassing loss to the Jets. So this kind of behavior is never okay. Regardless of how frustrated you are, how bad your team is, you cannot do that. This is why we can't have nice things. Or things in general. Fans, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think you've said my piece. I think you've said your piece. Now, folks, go to the Twitter page, at DNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominees. Just <laughs> do better, boys just do better Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with DNZ.com today for all your fade route merch needs. I'm talking tank tops. T shirts, sweatshirts, like yoga pants, we got those too. Like some cool accessories, we got those too. And we're not done yet. We have so much more planned for you. But check out what we have today at the Fade Store with DNZ.com. That's the Fade Store with DNZ.com. Let's run the option and give you. Our picks for the week. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the option week three. And you can still join our option CBS Pick'em League. Just follow the link in our Instagram bio. And it'll take you right there. Congratulations to Ready, Willing, and Dayball. This week, you took home the victory. However, on the season, D and I are still tied at the top. Who you got for this week, D? Let's see what we can do. Thursday night. Prime video. (laughs) Steelers at Browns. And are we actually going to see the entire game this week?
1: (laughs) I'm taking the Steelers. Mainly because I have the tight end on their team, so that I'm
0: taking the Steelers. That's a good pick. That's a good. Pick. Mitch is already making a play to go back to the bench. Like yeah, it's amazing. No, yes, Three yes. weeks in. Yes. Ah, yes. this is gonna. This is tough. You know what? I think the Browns are gonna. They're gonna learn from Sunday, and I think they're gonna run the ball down the Steelers' throat, especially with TJ Watt not there. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Sunday, 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 the one and one Saints at the 0 and 2 Carolina Panthers. Oh,
1: the Saints are gonna go marching in. I'm taking the Saints.
0: This is tough. They were so banged up last week. I heard play. Davis has multiple fractures, apparently. Like, yeah, you know, I, what the hell is going on in New Orleans? Like, this might be the perfect time for the Panthers to get right. I'm going to go with the Panthers at home. The 0-1-1 Houston Texans go into Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears.
1: I actually wish I could watch this game. I bet it's going to be pretty good. I'm taking the Texans. I believe in I believe in what they got going on down there.
0: Dare I say, a Lovey Smith revenge game? Mm-hmm. Eh? Eh? I'm going with the Texans too. I like what they're doing. Pierce is a good running back. Long neck. He's not a bad quarterback. He's got Brandon Cooks. He's got OJ Howard. He's got weapons around him. They just got to keep Justin Fields in check. But after watching the Packers game, it's not that hard. (laughs) 2-0 Chiefs at the 0-1-1 Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the Chiefs. How about them Chiefs? Colts. Are they the most disappointing team in the league or will we reserve that for the Tennessee Titans?
1: Uh it's tough to say right now. I'd I'd say the Colts. Matt Ryan looks god awful. Yeah. It's
0: been bad. It's been atrocious. And once again, you know, proving our point that Matt Ryan is not a great quarterback. Matt Ryan. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. The 2-0 Bills go into Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins.
1: I think Miami puts up a nice fight, but I'm still going to take the Bills.
0: This is interesting, right? It's at home. It's at home for Miami. That's a home field. That's a definite home field advantage.
1: Last time the Bills played in Miami, they won 35 nothing.
0: Good point. <laughs> Apparently, that home field advantage only works against the Patriots.
1: Patriots are awful
0: down there. Awful. Yeah i think the the dolphins keep it close but the bills will will come out on top at the end by a field goal lions and vikings this is way more intriguing than it needs to be i'm
1: gonna take the vikings i think they get their ish together and play better this week
0: well kirk cousins showed who Kirk Cousins is? I like what the Lions are doing. Like they—they are about their business. DeAndre Swift is doing well. Jared Goff is solid. He's solid. He—he he had a he's had a respectable game. I'm gonna take the Lions, and I guess you would call that an upset. The one and one Ravens at the one and one New England Patriots.
1: Ah, uh, Patriots? Uh, no, not Patriots. Change my mind. I'm going with the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that secondary is going to be able to hang with guys like Bateman and Duvernay. They're very fast. They, they are very fast. And he, he he proved me right. He returned a kick for a touchdown. So, yeah, he's a kick returner. So, it's going to be tough. Ramondre Stevenson is going to go off, but I like the Ravens in this close game. The 0-2 Bengals at. The one and one Jets.
1: I'm going to take the Jets. I think they, they beat the Bengals last year. I think they'll beat them again this year. The Bengals can't stop anybody.
0: Jets don't really have much of a pass rush, though. That's the one thing. I, I'm not so. I'm not sure about this. You know, like is C, maybe CJ Mosley will get in. Maybe Quinn and Williams. That's about it. You know, I, I really. The, the strength of the Jets' defense is it secondary? its secondary. It's a secondary. It's Sauce. It, it's, oh, you know. that guy. <laughs> so we'll see. if We'll see if Sauce, if he's on Jamar Chase, that is going to be an intriguing matchup. For the sake of argument, I'll take the Bengals, but I have no confidence that in that. I really don't, based on the fact you may, that...
1: You may change it in the next couple of weeks. No,
0: no, I'm a man of my word. It's we, I am putting this on air. I'm going to keep I'm going to stick I'm with the Bengals. I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word, ladies and gentlemen. My only thing is that is Joe Burrow going to get killed during this game? Cuz there's 13 sacks already. How many is too many? We're going to find out. The 0 2 Las Vegas Raiders go into Tennessee to take on the Owen 2 Titans. Somebody's always got to go.
1: Yeah, I got to I got to imagine the Titans are going to win this game
0: the Raiders it was such a heartbreaking game like they had the game one horrible defensive play a hold in the end zone leads to Kyler Murray running around like a toddler who was had his parents' phone that was a, I forget there was a nice little that was a nice little uh, uh scouting report on him and his running ability it's, this is hard because the Titans are so underachieving and they're so lackluster. I'm going to go with the Raiders and I think Tannehill's benched by the half and Malik Willis is going Malik Willis is going to get a start sooner than sooner than later Malik Willis is going to be in. The 2-0 and Eagles at the 1-1 Commanders. The Eagles the Eagles not buying into the Carson Wentz revenge game. Nah, me neither, me neither, me neither, me neither. neither. Eagles route, fly, Eagles fly all over the counties. We're into the four o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. The one and one Jacksonville Jaguars go into LA to take on, but not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Keep in mind, Herbert's hurt in this game, but I'm gonna take the Chargers.
0: I'm gonna take the Jags. If Herbert's hurt, that can be exploited. The Jags look good. Christian Kirk looks good. It looks like they've gotten something going there. And right now, in that division, they're in the driver's seat at one and one. 500 may win you this division. Just one game over 500 or one game below 500 might win this division currently because it's that fucking bad. The Rams, 425, go into Arizona to take on the 1-1 Cardinals. Rams. It's fool's gold with the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Rams as well. The 0-2 Falcons go into Seattle at Lumen Field to take on the 1-1 Seahawks.
1: Huh. I'm going to take the Seahawks.
0: This is tough. This is tough. Drake, Drake is... London
1: bowling out
0: though. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's
1: their guy. He's, he's, he leads the league. In, I mean, he leads the team in targets. He's their guy. They're not even trying to get Pitts involved. Pitts I think is five reception, five targets in two games. Yeah,
0: Arthur Smith taking a shot at fantasy football owners. I forgot about that one, but um, Seahawks are bringing the boom back, and I I have to think that like that's going to going to be enough. For Geno Smith to do his thing because the Falcons defense is putrid. I'm gonna take the Seahawks as well. Putrid. 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 425, Packers at Bucks. Hmm. Bucks. This is this is different. This is difficult. Like Mike Evans isn't gonna play because of the suspension. He has he's got suspended for one game for taking a shot at Marcus Lattimore. And apparently Bruce Arians is on double seeker probation because he was going nuts on the sideline. So last week was a very contentious game. Um, yeah, the Bucs are too talented. They might, I mean, Aaron Rodgers might try and go toe-to-toe, but we've seen him go toe-to-toe with that defense and it never ends well for him. The Bucks also signed Cole Beasley. So I, I'm interested to see like what is he going to play, and if he plays, what shape is he in? That's Going to be an interesting matchup for me. The Sunday night game, a whole new wrinkle now. The one and one Niners go into the mile high to take on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. 49ers. Not even close. Niners win. Russ gets cooked. And your Monday night delight from Giant Stadium. That's right, Giant Stadium. In East Rutherford, New Jersey. You got the one and one Cowboys against my two and oh New York Football Giants.
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Giants. I believe what they got going on. Three
0: and oh. Giants go three and oh. You heard it here first. Giants go three and oh. They can stifle the run. My only concern is Daniel Jones. That's my only concern. If Trayvon Diggs has a pick. Maybe two. The Cowboys can swing it their way. But I think Saquon's going to have a day. And it's going to be probably a 10-point win for the Giants. That sounds about right, especially with Graham Gano, the special teams player
1: of the week. This has been the Fade Wrap with D&Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast until next time stay faded everyone
0: time for us to run the go route but we'll talk to you next week if you want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd.